The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode 264. 264. Good one. How is it tonight? Good. How is it? How is it? It is good. It is. Whatever it is, it's still good. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Um, we've got to be happy and excited and uh, uplifting because tonight's topic is not. <laughs> okay. So we'll try to put a little bit of extra pep in our step <laughs> and talk with excitement. I'm feeling blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Today's topic is a little more serious, and I think it's an important one. Um, it's dad depression and how to get out of it. Yeah. And this is something, uh, you know, depression sucks. Like, there's no other way around it. Um, it affects so many people. Yeah. And it knocks you down. You often, you know, you might not want to be around other people. It can cause havoc in your life. And, you know, and if you're a dad you then have it affecting these other people around you. You right. know, when you're a single person, you know, maybe, you know, you can kind of exclude yourself or seclude yourself. But when you're a dad, you're, you know, around your kids. If you have a significant other, then, you, you know, you're in a relationship. Um, and so it's tough. And, yeah. you know, it's often the last thing that we want to do as a dad is like we want to affect our kids in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you could be feeling dad depression because of, you know, some financial strain, you might be having some relationship issues with your partner, your job is frustrating. I mean, it's, it's a combination of things and, and you know, you might feel like you're not good enough or you should be better in whatever capacity you're thinking. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we talk to ourselves about, Yeah. whatever the reason I'm telling you that it can improve Mm -hmm. that it can get better. And I do want to make a disclaimer. Um, I'm not a doctor. Neither is Alan. Uh, we're not licensed therapists. So this information that I'm sharing with you is simply just based on my own experience. And Alan will, if you have something to add, it's based on our own experience. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are having thoughts of suicide or hurting somebody else, please get help immediately. Um, We will put links in the description or notes um, that we post this. We usually post a description or some notes or even an article and just please get help. This is a serious matter. We do care. We want you to get help. And so, um, you know, we're going to talk about this topic and I think I, I just, because I think it's an important topic and, you know, so many men, suffer from it, but we've got to figure out is that how can we make things get better? That's the important thing that we want to focus on here. So that if you are dealing with it, listen up, stay tuned, all that stuff, we, we want to get it going. So I'd love to get feedback from anybody. If, if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling very down and it's something that is often happens for you, um, you know, let us know what is that one thing that you feel like is leading the way for you? What's the thing that's causing you the most distressed? 
I know there can be multiples, but if, um, Alan, they do have some feedback, what should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com. Um, maybe reach out to us on social media, probably more private. If you do it, more of a direct message. Yep. Um, and if, if, if you want to leave a comment for the general public, um, go to our YouTube channel or our podcatchers and leave a comments within those commenting sections. So we've had some previous discussions on male postpartum depression. You know, and how it affects brand new dads. And, you know, if you're experiencing depression, like right after the child is born, you'll probably want to check out those episodes and those videos and things. Um, But this episode, we're really talking about dad depression after the baby stage. Mm -hmm. You know, postpartum depression is right. Like kind of when you're going through it and the the brand new brand new dad, Um, you know, depression can happen anytime. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, it's not discriminatory, (laughs) right? You know, it can happen at any time, at any age with anything. So, um, there seems to be though, and this is kind of my own deduction. And then I, when I started doing a little bit more research, it like confirmed it Okay, is that a lot of dads experience this depression with kids in the three to seven year old range. Oh, interesting. And so here's what I found out. Um, it's not that, you know, older dads with older kids are immune to it because it can, it happens too. but the average divorce in looking this up, the average divorce is after eight years of marriage. You know, they talk about the seven year itch and all this stuff. Yeah. Nowadays, the average divorce is after eight years of marriage. Interesting. So if you, if you add this all up, you know, People are together for a year, two, three, whatever, then decide to have kids. Kids seven. Kids between three and seven years old, and they get a divorce. (laughs) So, I mean, this is my, you know, my indirect research, but like it kind of makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know, that like it's depression is not caused by one thing. I'm not saying it's a cause of the divorce. I'm not saying it's a cause of whatever, you know, having those the kids, but usually there's something leading the way, mm-hmm. you know, and that can be losing your job. You're not feeling good physically. There's something mentally going on. You're just not sure about it. Um, there can be all kinds of things that, you know, feel like it's just a roadblock, mm-hmm. you know, to being happy. And sometimes you don't even know why. Sometimes yeah. it's really hard to even know why you're down. Right. So, what I want to tell you is that no matter what, it can get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like I said, if you are having serious and I don't know how to judge that, I mean, because it's different for everybody. Yeah. But if you're feeling like you're doing all these things and you're not getting better, then you do want to. I mean, one of the things we're going to suggest is getting professional help. And, sure. I, you know, I think in any capacity, you can that's an option. And we'll talk about that. Um, it doesn't feel like you can get better often. You know, and I remember in the times where I felt so down like my mid 20s prior to having kids, I had really bad anxiety and mm-hmm. I was feeling very down. And then I, I remember when my kids were three, four five, like it was so hard. Mm-hmm. I was down. It felt like I was down and depressed more than I was happy. Yeah. That's how it felt. And it's kind of like, right. As I was starting all this stuff, you know, I was like, I, there's gotta be a better th- way. And that's kind of a lot of the impetus for me doing this and doing the meetup and doing it. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't feel that. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like I know you know, my wife's a happy person. I came from a good family. Like I, I, I don't say shouldn't be feeling this way, but it's like, I, why, like, right. why am I feeling this way? And 
The interesting thing too is that, you know, men don't always show depression the same way that, you know, traditionally people will think that depression is shown, mm-hmm. you know, which I mean, women have a tendency to show more. Um, it's often like with this feeling of being down, but men are often inclined to like abuse alcohol, um, you know, other substances or they'll cheat on their spouse and it often goes undiagnosed. Like yeah. they're not realizing that they're depressed. They're just, oh, I'm just stressed out or no, you know, whatever. And not realizing because they're doing all these other things to self-medicate or to, you know, to try to cover it up and and sometimes not aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so for many men, it it, it goes undiagnosed. And oftentimes like family and friends don't even know of what's going on. I mean, I can tell you that other than my wife, probably people didn't realize that I was going through a lot of stuff and feeling weird feelings and like, you know, just because why? Because I didn't talk about it. Right. I didn't talk about it with my wife very much. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she just knew that I was getting pissed off all the time, you know, <laughs> thought he'd be a moody. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, the, and so there's really, I think there are some things that you can do to help yourself get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to feel like you do. So I want to go over the things that I did and some of the things that I've learned that really have helped me over time. And like I said, it's not an overnight thing. But it really, if you are committed to doing it, it, it can be really good. So um, first thing is to own it. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to admit that you're depressed. Yeah. Like stop pretending that everything's okay. <laughs> stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to everybody else. Stop sweeping it under the rug. Literally say it out loud. Say, I recognize that I am depressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look in the mirror Say it to your family, to your friends, to your spouse, to whoever, and also say, I no longer want to feel this way. Right. So owning it essentially gives you the power instead of giving the power to the depression. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, listen, I am feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way anymore. It's enough. Yeah. Okay. And you own it. The second thing is to stop complaining. Um. Yeah, (laughs) it's uh, not everyone who is depressed is a complainer, but if you are a complainer, stop. Um, It's not helping you. It's not helping those around you. And this is something you can call it complaining. Sometimes you can call it being negative. I still struggle with this. Um, Just recently got called out on it um, by a friend. And um, it's something that I'm constantly trying to work on. I feel like it's a hundred times better <laughs> than sure, it was, yeah. but looking at things from like a negative perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like why mm-hmm. and why does our brain autom- like sometimes automatically do that? Um, I know that that'll happen sometimes to me in stressful situations yep. or in situations I don't feel good about or whatever. And so I have to like constantly remind myself like, okay, well, well, well I've got to take a step back. I got to yeah. look at the positive. So, um, complaining just supplies you and those around you with negative energy. And so if you are someone that complains, so there's a little trick that I used was I put a rubber band, rubber band around my wrist. Mm -hmm. And every time I said something negative or complained, I'd snap it. (laughs) And it's like this weird, you know, I don't know if it's like a Pavlov dog kind of Mm -hmm. thing or whatever, but basically like you really end up catching yourself a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to evaluate what, oh, oh, shoot, I just said, you know, and then you snap it. Right, yeah. And, you know, you can think it, 
Just don't say it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first step. Just don't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is like, eventually you begin catching yourself and start realizing that it's like, it's just not providing any value to the situation. So I've gotten to that point where I will still occasionally complain, but the amount of thoughts that will go into my head are still plenty, mm-hmm. but I've just learned to be quiet right. and not say it. And then they kind of fizzle out and go to wet, go away. Sure. I actually will talk to myself and say like, why did I just think that? Yeah. And that could be about a person or a situation or whatever. And be like, oh, I can't believe that person just blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, I won't yeah. say it. Right. But I'm thinking it. I'm being honest. <laughs> right. Like I'm thinking it. And so that catches, I catch myself doing that and I just have to be aware of it. And yeah. as I am more aware of it, I've have seen and felt it happening less. Right. Where I would then will begin to focus on the positive, focus on the gratitude, et cetera. Sure. Uh, number three, don't be the victim. And this was something that really impacted me. I, you know, felt really good is just don't blame other people mm-hmm. for whatever's going on in your life. You know, take responsibility that you have the, 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 the decision. <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. You have the decision and the power to decide how things affect you. Mm-hmm. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. If you know, give you an example, if you got a divorce, your wife cheated on you. It's horrible. Like, Let's say it was her fault. She cheated. It's her fault. It is horrible. But how is there value in you being a victim? Mm-hmm. You know, of, of, well, she did this and she did this and she did that. How does that help you move forward? Right. I mean, I can tell you it does it. You know, and so what happens is, is when you stop becoming the victim, you take the power back. Because mm-hmm. when you blame, you give the other person power. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want to do. And so you take that power back by not blaming the other person Mm -hmm. and that it, it, Hey, I'm not saying it's easy (laughs) because there are all all kinds of situations in which we feel like the other person or a situation or something did us wrong. But if you think about it from that perspective, it's like giving that person that power and giving that situation, that energy is not what you want. Right. You know, you did this to me. Well, no, like they did something. That's it. Done. Yeah. Take the power back. It's not your problem anymore. It's their problem. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even another one, like you lost your job because the company downsized again, it sucks. Like, okay, we realize it, but how is being a victim going to get you a new job? Right. <laughs> it's not, you know what? You're going to go for an interview and complain. Oh, well they downs Like that's not what you want. Right. You say, yo, you know what? Yeah, that was a crappy situation, but now we're here. We're moving forward. Yeah. Like this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And it's the same thing in so many different aspects of your life. And so if you want to get out of your dad depression, you have to stop being the victim. That is a really important thing. Mm-hmm. There are many, many people, people and I'm I, here's the thing I'm d- disclaimer I'm not talking about like clinical depression and there's some you know very serious situations but I'm talking about when you are probably more feeling down and feeling like you're not yourself that oftentimes we play the victim mm-hmm. and sometimes not even knowing it you right, know yeah. and you've got to stop doing that um, number four consume positive content So whether it's listening to podcasts like this, um, you know, 
images, videos, other audio and podcast, whatever it is, consume content that's positive and uplifting. Avoid spending time on negative information mm-hmm. and negative messages. So, you know, in the US here, like the news is so negative. Yeah. I'd say stay away from the news if you're feeling yeah, depressed already. You know, totally. social media looking at pictures and videos of your friends in exotic places and eating exotic meals and things. If that is not something that you look at and feel good with Mm. get off of social media. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you feel inspired and you feel good about it, or it's a way that like you, you connect with people, you know, maybe you get support. You're on a support group through social media, or, you know, that's how you're staying connected with family and friends. Sure. Fine. Great. Social media can be a really, really good thing for that. But When you look at those messages, when you're looking at that news, when you're watching those videos, is it making you feel good? Right. That's the question you have to ask yourself. And if it is not, or you're not sure, stay away from it. Yeah. That's it. Makes sense. You know, listen to a good motivational tape. Yeah. Or or, or, music or something. Yeah. I mean, if music moves you, great. You know, if video moves you, great. If, you know, little clips of cats running around, you know, amuses you great. And that puts a smile on your face. Watch that. Um, I remember my, my mom, when she was going through, um, like chemotherapy and her first stuff, she was so down. She got a ton of three stooges (laughs) of three stooges movies. And it was just, you know, just like, gotta be happy going to be happy going, you go, you know, and she just kept feeding herself positive, funny, yeah, comedic stuff. Joan Rivers stuff, oh, like yeah. just comedic stuff. And, and it helps. Yeah. It just, it really does help. Um, you know, and that's something I try to start my day with every day. So when I, you know, I do meditation, mm-hmm. I often, I'll do either a timed meditation, but if I'm feeling a little bit off, I'll do a guided meditation, like on happiness or on gratitude or on motivation, just to start off my day that way. Mm-hmm. And it really does transform you, know, especially when you do it all the time, yeah. because you know, you're put back to that place. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. what, you know. I should start my day that way. And so that's just something is just consuming positive content. Um, Number five, eat better. And now I say better rather than eating healthy, because if you're, you know, if you're not, if you are feeling down and depressed, you're probably eating crap. It's just a, (laughs) right. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, typically you're not eating a ton of really healthy food when you're feeling down. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying to eat healthy per se, just eat better than you are now. That's the small changes will, and small choices will improve it. You know, number one thing, reduce your sugar intake, Mm -hmm. um, eat more fruits and vegetables, you know, drink water instead of other drinks, you know, what we put in our body absolutely affects how we feel. Sure. There's no question. And so eating better is going to give you more energy. It's going to improve how you feel. It's just, you know, try it. Number five, consume less alcohol. Not sure if you're aware, but alcohol is classified as a central nervous system depressant. Yeah. What does that mean? CNS well, depressant. it slows down brain functioning. Yes. That's not a good thing, especially if you're depressed. Yeah. And people often feel, you know, if you're suffering from depression, it's the worst time to drink. 
I, you know, I learned that not wouldn't say the hard way. I just kind of, I won't drink if I'm feeling blue or sad about things because it does same thing. It just augments everything. Yep. Makes it a lot worse. People feel like, you know, you know, they come home from work and it's like, you have, you know, a couple drinks, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling upset. And so, you know, they feel like it relaxes them. It's the same with other substances as well. Yeah. I would argue, um, you know, if, Alcohol for sure. There's some other substances and medications. It's that's a little bit of different of a story, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it can assist, but it doesn't mean you're not working on how to get through that without it. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's that's the part where, um, you know, if you're taking medications, my my thought, just my personal view is like that's fine, mm-hmm. but are you making efforts to improve so that your body can function without it. Right. Sometimes you might not be able to, you know, that's the thing. I mean, there are the, there are those situations where you can't, but, right. but you don't know until you try. Yeah. That's the part, you know? And, and, and if, I guess if it doesn't bother you, then who cares? You know, then you're, I mean, then you're fine. Right. Then, you know, if it's not bothering you, then, you know, and it's not bothering anybody else, but right. I'm getting off that topic. But, um, I can tell you firsthand that, um, you know, having a couple drinks and, feeling like you're going to relax. You're just really going in a never ending cycle. Mm. Like it's not going to work. And, and I can tell you that when I, when I decided to drink, drink less alcohol, it absolutely affected my mood. That was the first thing that I noticed when I drastically reduced my alcohol intake. Um, I just wasn't getting as down as often. Mm-hmm. And then when I was down, I bounced back much quicker. Back quicker yeah. It was really, really amazing. And that bouncing back, it's not that I still didn't have those feelings. I still have the feelings, but I just recovery was so much quicker. Yeah. You know, of getting back into the swing of things and just like not dwelling on stuff. And then you go back and you start drinking again, you know, or whatever it just is better. So here's what I will say with any of these things, food, alcohol, whatever, try it. Sure. You know, consume less alcohol for 30 days and see how you feel. Yeah. I mean, worst case you go back. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, worst thing that can happen right is you, you lose a little weight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's you know, another, from the calories. A lot more positive. Make a little bit more, you know, better decisions For on sure. the food that you're eating. Yeah. Um. You, you know, you're, you're going to assume less calories. So, you know, and, and I'd say if you're, I'd be, it'd be stupid and foolish to mention too that if you're, if you are using recreational drugs, there's probably little to no chance that you're going to get out of that depression. Right. That's it. You know. And I, I'd be interested to hear the argument because um, I know there's plenty of people who do argue it. Yeah. Um, Just trying to swim with an but, anchor. But yeah, you're not. I mean, at least I, I've seen it firsthand with too many people. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I guess I'd want to see the opposite. Um, but I just it, I haven't seen it work. Right. You know, and, and the substances usually almost always win. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, you got to. I wish it was a less, it was a different story. So you're going to eat better. You're going to drink less alcohol and guess what you get to do now? Number six, exercise, yeah. uh, get your body moving. You know, I, I exercise releases endorphins. It, it's, it triggers positive feelings in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, going to the gym's great, but I, I'm not even going to that. I mean, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, um, just do something. It's going to have a positive impact. Get your body moving. If you like doing a sport of some kind, 
go for that. Exercise is important in getting out of a depression. Yeah. It's just, like I said, re- releasing those endorphins. When you, if, you, if, you're, if you're combining eating better, less alcohol, and exercise, yeah. I mean, that is a pretty powerful thing to yourself sure. and giving yourself a great opportunity to feel better. Yeah. And so, you know, what I would say is like, do all these things. I mean, then if it doesn't work, then you can find something else, but Try give first. yourself these, this yeah. chance, you know? Yeah. Um, and then number seven is practicing gratitude. And I personally think this is actually the most important piece of advice in this entire podcast. Um, so listen up. Gratitude is the antidote for depression. I feel like it's nearly impossible to be grateful and depressed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Practicing gratitude is an exercise. It is the same thing. It's a muscle. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You can't expect that you're just going to practice gratitude and the next morning you're going to feel amazing. You have to commit to it. It is just like exercise that you commit to it on a regular basis. It is absolutely going to have an impact on you. Right. It's going to have an impact on how you see things, how you approach things. Gratitude is powerful. I'm telling you firsthand my own personal experience numerous times. The easiest way to practice gratitude is by simply writing things down. And and I say, you know, maybe write three things down each day. You know, if you're going through this, like some negative, um, like the time that you're going through is down and you're, you are down then write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Also write down why you're grateful. Yeah. That's an important thing too, is to understand and be thankful for the things the people that you have in your life and and you will be more appreciative and you'll start focusing on what it is that you do have rather than what you don't have or where you should be or what you're supposed to be doing. So you will absolutely feel less depressed. And yeah. I offer a money back guarantee, which <laughs> I am providing you this information for free. Yes. So I will give you back the information for free. That's right. If you, and you'll take uh, it back for free too. Yeah, I'll take it back for free. Yeah. You, I'll take it all back. Redeem the coupon. Yep. Um, I do hope these tips are helpful. Um, you know, but if you can't do it on your own or you feel like that you, you know, you've tried to get out of a depression, it's it's much more serious or that nothing works, I would suggest and number eight is get help. And, you know, it's important that you get the help you need. I personally, when I was going through things, went and saw a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, you know, talked with somebody. Um, It is really important that you get the help. And as a matter of fact, I think it's admirable. Sure. You know, it is admirable to to go get the help that you need and to admit. um, Like I said, I mean, one of those first things is just to own it. Yeah. You know, it's the the stigma's gone. It doesn't you, you don't do it don't not do it because of other people or whatever. You you have to do this for yourself, for your children, for your family. It is so important that you get help. Yeah. Um, you can seek out a local therapist, a doctor support group. There's a lot of different things, even, you know, a support group online. Um, it's important that you talk with other people. It's like, you can't keep this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to do this for yourself and for your child. And so, right. You know, the bottom line is that you deserve to be happy. You know, as a dad, your child wants you to be happy. Sure. You know, and being depressed is a difficult place. I, I just I empathize, but you have to know that you're not alone. And it is so common, especially for men and for dads. 
and we're just often afraid to admit it. Right. And I, I think that that time has to change. It's, we have to end that. We have to, um, you know, say it and be okay with it for the sake of our children, for the sake of ourselves and our future, that we just have to be okay with it and realize that so many people deal with it and it can get better. So I do want to hear from you. Um, I, what I want to know though, is what tip that we discussed today can you do right now as you're listening to this? And I want you to actually take a pledge that you are going to take action immediately after this video. It's like, what can you do right now? Make the decision that you're going to do something, make it happen. Um, Alan, if anybody has any feedback, questions, comments, what should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com or hit us up on all our social media networks with dad university, dad univ. Uh, please go to the YouTube channel and check out the videos. There. There's a multitude of videos from positive and negative things. We have responsive. And um, this is one of the more somber ones, but I really appreciate uh, talking about this and leave some comments there. And, and if not, uh, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now. Leave a five star review or a thumbs up and leave a comment there and share it with the group and, and get in touch with us. It really helps perpetuate the show. Awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.